0: It is the Chicago First United audio podcast or Chicago Scene Salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week at chicagoverseunited.com. Recording again out of the Music Garage tonight, Chicago's professional music rehearsal space and home of the Dynasty Podcast Network. You can check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. This week, a very special edition of the show, joined not only by guest Scott Lucas of Scott Lucas and the Married Men and Local H, but also Alison Hagendorf from AOL Signature Sounds. Scott, Allison, how's it going?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing really, really, really good. Oh, three reallys. Yes. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for being here today. Really appreciate both of you taking the time. Mm-hmm. Scott, Lucas, uh, how has everything been as of late for you? Because I know that you've been very busy, even in the last few days.
2: I've been very, very, very busy. Uh, <laughs> three varies. Yeah. Lots of threes happening. just got back on tour, uh, back from tour with Local Age, and I leave with the Married Men on Monday.
1: Mm, two-timer.
2: Yeah. yeah, so, so I, lots of balance, huh? I still haven't done laundry.
1: A, <laughs> just keep big, buying um, new underwear. It's fine.
2: Yeah, yes. Or or there is a, another thing you can do, but
0: go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the time people hear this podcast, the new Scott Lucas and the Married Men record, it's called Blood Half Moon. That will be out. Are you excited about that finally being in people's hands?
2: Yeah, I'm excited to see what... I'm basically just excited to play, get out and play the songs, really, is what I really want to do. Just go on tour with the, the stuff and play it.
0: Yeah, and have people know the material. Yeah, you know, um, I, I don't
2: even care what anybody thinks at this point. <laughs> I just want to play the songs.
1: But tell me about the sound on this album. Like, what can fans expect?
2: Um, well, it's like seven people in the band, and um, it's kind of, we call it countryish
0: alt-rock for people who like metal.
1: I love that. So, That's me. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. That's yeah. <laughs> Um, I know that, you know, just even reading the press materials, watching the new video, there's a lot of mention and incorporation of like the desert. It seems like the desert kind of plays into the themes of this album. How did that kind of come together?
2: Uh, I, I was kind of lacking on lyrics for uh, one of the songs, Blood Half Moons, and, you know, I just needed to finish it. And I'd never been out to Joshua Tree before, so I just went out there and drove around. and That's Awesome. Yeah, it was I've great. Done it. It's amazing. Yeah, it terrific. And so I just came back and had everything done.
0: And that kind of led to all the lyrics about, like, crows and and whiskey and and all these kind of, like, desert themes.
2: Yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of stuff on there about, like, death and, and, you know, just the circle of life type of things. So it's a bit darker than the last record. I don't know. It's just something that was on my mind.
0: Being out there in that kind of environment in the desert versus being here in, you know, Chicago where it's so cold and it's so dark, like, probably... 10 months out of the year how did that kind of change your mindset versus being in a in a cold kind of dark midwestern climate
2: i don't know i mean the lyrics on the new local h record are all about cold and snow and the lyrics on this record are complete opposite like just scorched and
1: that's interesting
2: suns yeah so
1: totally different biome
2: yeah so it's just in different places what what did
1: you say (laughs) it's a totally different biome
2: oh yes
1: tundra to desert
0: it is (laughs) <laughs> I don't know that word. I, I like it.
1: I'm a science nerd. Sorry. It's
0: all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're learning so much here today. In the yeah, podcast.
0: this is an educational podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, and it seems like, obviously, Scott Lucas and the Married Men, very different type of band and project than Local H. And it really seems like, you know, between the themes and the, the delivery, it seems like these two bands really satisfy and kind of scratch different itches for you. Is that fair to say?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't really think there's any reason to be making a solo record or whatever this record is um, if it's going to sound like your real band or the band that you come from. So, you know, that was it. I mean, with the first record, all these songs, all those songs weren't even meant to be anything other than emails to my ex-girlfriend. And so that was just like, that was it. You know, they were nothing but that so then when somebody came up with the idea that maybe it should be a record it's like well fine but it can't be a local h record because it's just too personal you know Mm -hmm. so then once the band came together for that and it we started to play out and started tour then it became something else and so now this record is kind of just growing and you know gotten louder and darker and so lines are starting to become blurred about what you can and can't do and and what constitutes local h and the married
1: That makes sense because if you think about it, you started local H in nineteen ninety and who you were at that time is completely different than who you are now, most likely. Yeah. So you're sort of satisfying a different side of you. Maybe a more intimate.
2: Yeah. I mean I think the idea that, that you have that there's only one way that you can express yourself is ridiculous, you right. know. And uh, it's and not many people can pull it off unless, you know, they're the Ramones or A C D C. Valid
0: again, looking at both bands, something I thought about last night that had never occurred to me before is that Local H, primarily known as a two-piece band, Married man. I think it's you and six or seven other people, you've kind of always avoided the traditional rock format of like frontman and three other musicians. Do you think you would ever pursue that kind of band, or is that almost too expected at this point for a rock group?
2: Well, now that it's unexpected, let's do it. I mean, at this point, there there are plenty of two-piece bands. So I would say that there's probably more two-piece bands around right now than there are trios, you know? Yeah. So the two-piece band thing might be played out. You're right. Let's forget it. (laughs) So is that it? That's the end of Local H? (laughs) That's the end of Local H as we know it. We're going to become a five-piece band with two guitars, me just as the front man. That's it. Thanks, buddy. (laughs)
0: Thanks for showing me the way. Way to go, a, to, Way to go. You mean to derail the whole thing, man. Um, you know, speaking of Local H, I know that there's a new record um, in the works, maybe completed, I'm not sure. Uh, the new record, I think the title is Hallelu- Hallelujah, I'm a Bum. Kind of mm-hmm. what can you tell us about the status of that album?
2: Uh, it's done, it's ready to go, and we we will have it out before the election because it's kind of political in nature and, um Yeah.
1: It sounds like you are often inspired by your environment when it comes to writing material. So, how would you say that Chicago and the city here has inspired your writing and your music?
2: Uh, It's hard to say exactly, but it's 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 obvious to me. I mean, when you listen to the record, especially that new Local H record, you know, like it's got not only lyrically and and the content, but like the sounds of it. Like it has snippets of. like, say, the L going by, which I just stuck a microphone outside my window and recorded the L, you know, and it's got the dogs that I hear, or the bums that I hear outside of my, you know, and so it's got all of those things, so that new record is probably the most Chicago-centric thing I've done.
1: That's And so not just the culture of Chicago, but the physical sounds of
2: Chicago. Yes, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, that really plays into a part of it, you know, just those Sounds and I and I hear them every day and I've lived by an L for at least fifteen years of my life and it's just like, you know, I can't imagine not living next to one. To me, it sounds like the ocean, you know, when the L goes by Yeah.
0: The first local H record at this point came out in nineteen ninety-five. You know, do you ever go back and listen to those early records, or is it something like when people look in the yearbook and they look at their old hairstyles and the like. Oh weird, like <laughs> that was a different person back then, like do you revisit I will that never old material have those ever?
1: bangs ever again? Right.
2: No man, I always had great hairstyles I've, you've I've always had, had
0: great hair, hair.
2: kind you of had me had ashamed the there.
0: No one's okay. knocking your hair no you know
2: i j- sometimes, but not often, you know, um, I find that like I'll listen to a new record like crazy, and then I'll get totally sick of it, and I won't listen to it again, but like we did this tour where we were playing all of our records that picked out of a hat. So then that forced me to listen to those old records. And um, it was interesting. Yeah. yeah.
1: What was it like, you know, we were talking about your records from back in the 90s. What was the scene like here in Chicago at that time?
2: Um, you know, there was a lot of, I mean, that was like this sort of, there was a lot of people getting signed. And, you know, there's a, everybody was talking about business and their deals and everything like that. And, um, you know, so you, you had all these scenes that weren't New York or L.A. that were like, that had, you know, major publications going to their places and checking them out. Like, so there's Seattle and then there was Chicago. And so it was interesting, you know, that there was sort of that glare, but.
1: Was there a rivalry between those, the cities?
2: Between us and Seattle? Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, if, if anything, there was a, a, there's sort of like a a thread between. Like a camaraderie. yeah, I don't know. But, you know, there's certain people that, that would go there, you know, like that were from here and, and things like that. And so they, they kind of fed off of each other. And, you know, then those bands would come here and they'd record with Steve Albini. And, you know, so it was that kind of thing where, you know, just because of the history of this town, it made a lot of sense to the history of that town. Right. So it was cool.
0: What do you attribute the fact that you are still producing regular records, you know, you're putting out easily, it seems like a record a year almost, um, you know, you, you're still obviously very active in the music scene, whereas a lot of the people, a lot of the artists and groups that came up when Local H was coming out are not around anymore, you know? Why have you endured when others have not?
2: Um, I mean, there could be different reasons, you know? I mean, not everyone gets into this thing to do it for the rest of their lives, you know, and that's fine. That That's okay. But I don't know. I mean, just there's a certain... I, I'm a lifer, you know, and there's a certain bullheadedness that goes with that and the idea that no one's going to tell me when to quit, you know, I'll tell myself when to quit.
0: Scott, you know, talking about the 90s alternative scene here in Chicago, who were some of the bands that were your contemporaries? I know we're kind of talking about them in general terms, but... I mean,
2: you know, there was like bands that were just slightly ahead of us that we loved like uh, Jesus Lizard and uh, Urge of a Kill and 11th Dream Day and... You know, there was Peg Boy, Naked Ray Gun, and there was that uh, Liz Fair record. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And so then there was this other wave that came along, and, you know, it was bands like Triple Fast Action and The Smoking Popes and Fig Dish and Menthol and Baruch Assault was there. And yep. so, and yeah. we, yeah, we were sort of like these outsider type of dudes that were from zion
0: you were like the new class you guys were the kids at that point
2: yeah and so i mean that was fun you know and it was just fun to go on tour with everybody and you know it was like you know i, I know like everyone who's sort of like outside of that didn't have that was outside of this thing thought we were a bunch of assholes and we like a little <laughs> clique, you know but uh you know it was just fun to go on tour with each other and 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 uh, you know listen to each other's records and and you know, try to mess each other's show up by pouring <laughs> beer on their head. You know? it was, yes, it was standard.
1: What was it like being a musician in the scene at the time when the pumpkins were just blowing up everywhere?
2: Um, it was it was it was cool. You know, I mean, they were definitely like a lightning rod for things that were happening. But when a band gets that big, people also hate them. Right. So
1: I'm sure there was some of that as well.
2: I'm sure some people hated them.
1: Yeah. Got it. Tell me about the scene today. What's going on in the Chicago music scene now?
2: For me, you know, it's it's very splintered. And, and it's splintered in a great, great way it's where it's like maybe in the 90s with all of us, we all sort of had a certain skew. You know, we were all going towards like loud guitars, pop hooks type of thing. And um, now it's kind of things just are going all over the place. And you don't know what someone's going to sound like, you know. The most interesting thing to me happening right now is the indie metal scene. And, yeah, and that, you know, not only do they have their own, like, scene of bands, they have their own producer, Sanford Parker, mm-hmm. and they have their own burger joint, Kuma's. They have their own beer, Three Floyds.
1: I love that. Yeah. It so, becomes more of a life a 360 lifestyle. Yeah, it yeah. really
2: is. Yeah. And 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 they're not messing around. They're great. And um, it, it's really cool. That's That, to me, is the most interesting thing and what I've gotten the most nourishment from recently
1: are there any bands in particular that you think are doing something really special
2: i think bloodiest probably mm-hmm. is is my favorite out of that thing but russian circles are great and so is pelican on that same tip and and yakuza has been around doing that for a long time and indian is terrific a lot of great bands doing it
1: and what venues are they playing at him
2: a lot of empty bottle stuff sub t sub t yeah a lot of bands are playing at sub t uh, yeah. and then hideout will always have their scene going, you know that that roots type of thing, yeah.
0: I think Beat Kitchen gets some of those bands sometimes too, yeah, I mean there's a lot of like mid sized rooms in the city, and there's there's yeah, there's definitely like a passionate crowd that is just coming out for those for those acts
1: yeah. and Scott, where would you say that your sound fits in to this scene today?
2: I don't know, you know it, it, the older I get, the less I care about that but but you know i the last the married men record was. Mixed by Sanford Parker over at Engine, and we recorded it at Steve Albini's place, and then we recorded a bunch of stuff at Million Yen, who had just done The Smoking Pope. So it's kind of like I'm trying to just sort of sample everything from
0: the city that I find interesting and just plop
2: it on one record.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's this band, uh, Secret Colors, I've heard a lot about. Jaime, you know them, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. They've been on this podcast before.
1: Oh, okay. Very cool. How would you describe them?
0: They're very psychedelic, but it's like kind of a younger psychedelic. I mean, there's a whole kind of weird psych pop scene happening in the city that has a lot of different sounds. You have uh, groups like Loyal Divide who do weirder, darker psych pop. Um,
2: Sybaris doing that kind of shoegazing thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Lots of shoegaze happening in the city. I mean, like Scott said, there's just a lot of really cool different scenes in the city. And you can dig really deep into one. And there's still 70 other things going on in Chicago. Guys, thank you so much for joining me here today at the Music Garage for the Chicago Verse United Audio Podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network. Alison Hagendorf, thank you so much for taking the time to be here oh, and for nice. incorporating what we're doing into Signature Sounds into your show. And Scott Lucas, always a pleasure to talk to you. Really a lifer in the city, and I'm thrilled to hear a new music, man. Thank you. Thank, thank you, my guys. Pleasure, so much. Likewise. This has been the Chicago Verse United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. Thanks to Scott Lucas of Scott Lucas and the Married Men and Local H and Alison Hagendorf from AOL Signature Sounds for being on the show this week. Dynasty Podcast is engineered by Layla I. Royale with recording done at the Music Garage in Chicago. You can check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with Kilhanna, Chris Payne, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at dynastypodcast.tumblr.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my
1: name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.